Wow, that's the first time us as a group have been able to see that video. Thanks for putting that together, Seth. Hey, if you're visiting with us today, and maybe you didn't read the bulletin or the website, and you didn't get the message, we're doing our Nicaragua mission report today. And I'm sure you guys got that all figured out. Mallory, Amy, thank you guys for the summer you've put together. Thank you, everyone that's here, for being a part of this. Uh, it's been an absolute wonderful time to be together. 30 years ago, last June, I was privileged to make my first foreign mission trip, and that was to the country of Nicaragua. There's one person in this auditorium that went on that trip with me. That was my dear brother, Kermit Brown. I had no idea what God had in store. God has blessed me tremendously over the years to be a tiny piece of a puzzle that he had planned. He has allowed me to travel to Nicaragua somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 trips. Over the years, I've witnessed the power of the Holy Spirit in many, many ways. I've also seen the power of evil forces in many ways. It's not always easy to discern and to make the best decision for spreading the good news of Jesus. One of the greatest blessings of making that first trip and over the years was being one of the founders of a ministry called Project Hope and the continuing ministry of that. I'll let you know what a tremendous blessing this congregation is to the many ministries of Project Hope. Each year, we are involved with taking our special donation, our global missions. A large portion of that goes to Nicaragua and to support the missionaries, Gabriel and Cruz Rivera, uh, the missionaries that we support there. You'll hear more about each of these in a few minutes from some of our team members. I went down about a week ahead of the team this year to work with a group from Main Street Church of Christ in Springfield, Tennessee. They're helping to build a new auditorium for a, uh, a church there in the town of Muy Muy, Nicaragua. Now, those of you that know Spanish, Muy means very. So very, very. Even the Nicaraguans shake their head when you say Muy Muy. They'll say, oh, Muy Muy, Largo. It's a long distance away. I mean, why? You know, very, very. That place is very, very Nicaragua. Uh, I was there walking around about 15 years ago. Some of you in this auditorium made a trip to Mui Mui, Nicaragua with Project Hope to build houses. By the way, those houses are still standing. I went in visit talking to some of the people, and I look on the wall, and there's a picture of a much younger Gene Graham family. <laughs> what an impact. Just one small example of what an impact this church and many others have made in the lives of many Nicaraguans. I grew up in a time where, as many of you did, that we were believed we were saved by works. And what we did to earn that salvation made a big difference. So therefore, I took it upon myself to go big or go home. I felt by being the one that took more teams to Nicaragua, the one that took the largest teams to Nicaragua, the one built up more houses in any week than any other team leader, the one that organized and coordinated uh, medical mission teams that would see over a thousand patients a day. Well, I thought all this is going to warn, warn, earn me great favor in the eyes of the Lord, and He's going to forgive me of all those sins that I forgot to ask forgiveness for. Then comes in my life the understanding of grace. And nothing I can do, nothing I can say, will be enough to earn that salvation. It is all about what God has done for us, what God will continue to do to show his love for us. I praise God every day for that revelation in my life. Man, what a tremendous blessing to know that God loves us that much.
This trip this year was the smallest team in number that I've ever taken in Nicaragua. But let me tell you, it taught me and showed me what a powerful and wonderful God that we serve. As we were planning our mission report, we decided to ask each person that felt comfortable speaking to share what impacted them the most and how or where, how they saw the Holy Spirit working. Now, Katie Pullman is out of town. Michaela's going to share her thoughts. Parker White, our grandson that went with us, for Janet and I was privileged to go. And to see some changes in his life was cool. Janet knows she couldn't get through the sharing experiences without crying, so she's not going to talk. With those that are comfortable, if you know Janet very well, that's why I cry easy, because she makes me. Uh, Lily just decided she's just a little bit too shy, so Michaela's going to share Lily's and, and uh, Katie's thoughts. I don't want to steal any of their thunder, so I'm not going to share any of the events that took place that, that I saw on this trip. But I will say that I was so very, very impressed with this group of adults and teens. No matter what the adversities they faced, and most of these were travel-related adversities, they all kept a positive attitude, and I saw the Holy Spirit work through each one of their lives. If we stand back and get out of the way, God will do amazing and wonderful things. Almost every day before I get ready to lead a trip, I read Joshua 3, verse 5, and this is where God is preparing Joshua to lead the children of Israel to cross the Jordan River. It says, make yourself holy, because tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Wow. What a privilege it has been to see many of those amazing things. Great trip, great experiences. Look forward to hearing from each one of these guys. Jeremy? All right. Everybody hear me okay? There we go. There we go. All right. Yes, this was an amazing trip and a great group. Uh, man, I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate just being able to travel with you guys. And it was an honor to serve alongside you guys. Um, I'd like to talk this morning a little bit about Gabrielle Rivera, who is a minister that uh, we are supporting from East Sunshine here and in his family. And just how I continue to see over the years, I've been friends with Gabrielle for about 15 years now, and uh, just watching the Spirit move within him and work through him, it's just an amazing blessing to be able to witness that, and especially in person. So on this trip, um, you know, the, the church has been built, uh, there's the school that just got finished, there's so many things going on, and just watching him and his family serve God through every opportunity that's out there, whether it's physical labor working alongside us or, or at the property there, or um, cooking, you know, the, the ladies crews, his wife and the other ladies were there cooking until 11.30 that night. You saw that pot of rice in the, uh, um, in the video earlier. I mean, they were just going uh, to endless uh, times just, just working for us and for the Lord and, and being able to serve the community. But, you know, Gabrielle is one of those that, I mean, he's truly a selfless person. He uh, is always looking forward to the future and looking uh, for different opportunities to serve. Um, just some fruits of the labor. Uh, last week, they were actually able to baptize three people. They've been studying with the family for about a month, and that just uh, they just decided to make the decision last week. So praise God for that. Um, coming up in the future, in fact, in September, in a couple weeks, they've got another four-day VBS where they're going to serve over 200 kids from the community. I mean, they're, the outreach that they have through these opportunities is just amazing what they're doing 
um, just to spread God's word and uh, spread his love and, and just throughout the community, serving that community um, with all that they have. The other thing that they're focusing on, too, that's really neat to see is it's not just, just the community, but it's also the church. They're, they're really focused on development of the members of the church and the leadership teams of the church and just making this whole thing work for God. It's just really, really neat to see um, just God's grace and his blessings through all of this. So I just want to thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, I, just, I just really appreciate that, and it's great to see you know, how God is blessing His house hadn't even been built yet. He was still just as happy to help work on other people's as he would be to work on his. And another thing was with our translators, um, having patience with us. If they didn't understand a word, if we didn't understand a word, trying to teach us a little bit of Spanish. And um, especially with the Christian translator that me and Jeremy walked around with to help hand out food packs, just ministering to the people asking about their needs and praying for them and just really connecting with them. I think that's where I saw the experience most. How Lily saw the Holy Spirit moving <laughs> through the week. Um, she also mentioned just how um, okay, just how happy everyone was. They were all so appreciative kind and loving and accepting. They, they brought us in as if we were their own family. So that's how they treated us. And so um, Lily was really amazed and, and by that. I'm um, also speaking for Katie, who's not here. Um, she texted me this morning and said, honestly, being asked what my favorite part of the trip was is the hardest question. If I had to pinpoint one, it would be when we went to the neighborhood and gave out those food packs and Bibles. Even though it was super emotional, it's my favorite because I could see and hear God through every person and it was a whole new perspective of Christ that I experienced. And so I just want to say, with these teams that we went with, they were just incredible. I saw Katie has heart for missions, that girl just blew me away. I was in tears over her so many times, just hearing how she was praying over these families and hearing how she was being touched. And Jace makes friends everywhere he goes. <laughs> I mean, we would just be standing in line, and next thing I know, he's like having conversations and people, and I was just amazed by him. He's just so friendly and loving on everyone. And Lily here, I had no idea she's a mason. She was <laughs> loving building these houses. She actually asked if we could build one in our 
our backyard because she's enjoyed it so much. But she had the men, the Nika men, just like bragging on her and how well she was working, how hard she was working, persevering through it. So these teens were amazing this week. Um, for me, we went to, so I got to go a few years ago with my oldest son, Carter. Um, and it was such an incredible experience. I really wanted Lily to be able to go. And I hope to take my youngest in a couple years. Um, so when the first time I went, I had been to Unshackled. And so this time we were getting to go to the Bluebird Orphanage. So it was my first time to get to go. In my head, I heard orphanage and I thought children. Like that's, that's my ministry. I'm in children's ministry. I was so excited. And we get there and I realize they're adults. That are disabled. And I can't really tell you why, but I had this just so, I felt so intimidated and almost like this fear took, just kind of took over me. And I had no idea why I was ashamed of how I was actually feeling. Um, but I just stood there, froze, like, God, I can't do this. And then Lily came up to me and she's like, Mom, I'm a little intimidated. And I was like, Okay, me too, but we're going to do this. And so we just, we started walking around and started shaking hands. And before you know it, we were in the middle of this ginormous dance party, having the best time with every single one of them. And Lily was, sorry, Lily was dancing with this young girl and her joy that was just coming out of her was just overwhelming, the whole thing. I was such a blessing getting to go. And I was just so thankful that I took that first step forward and allowed God just to take over because I think that was like one of the most powerful parts of the trip for me. He's cool. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty amazing trip. And I think one of the reasons why it was so impactful to the team and to the Nicaraguans there was that specifically on this trip, Satan really didn't want us to come. So we were, we, we left Springfield Airport. We're supposed to leave at 6 a.m. So we get there at 4.30, uh, we get to our gate, and we wait there for an hour, and we start to board, you know that, that air bridge that kind of like boards from the, the building to the plane? Well, we get on the bridge, and we stand there for another hour, uh, because they have electrical problems on the plane, and then they fix it, and they had the paperwork, and so we get on the plane, and we wait for another 30 minutes before we finally take off. Well, our flight, we connected to Dallas, and in Dallas, we only had an hour layover. So we missed our flight to go to Miami, and then Miami to Managua. There's only one airline that flies to Managua, Nicaragua, and that's Avianca, and there's only one flight a day that goes there. And we were gonna miss that too. So here we are, stuck in Dallas airport for you know, six hours, <laughs> something like that, the first day. We were trying to figure out what to do, and we couldn't find any flights to Miami. We were maybe we could get to Miami, wait there that night, and go the next day, nothing. Uh, so we had to get a hotel in Dallas. And we stayed in Dallas that night, kind of had fun. And then the next morning, we were able to find a flight to Costa Rica. So we were thinking, that's not Nicaragua. <laughs> it's not. It's not Nicaragua. But they were really close to each other border each other. So we were able to fly to Costa Rica, rent a van, and drive to the border, get out, and walk across the border. So now we are stuck on, 
Um, what did you call it? What did you call the building that like you have to pass through? Customs. Customs. So we were supposed to have a letter of invitation from the Nicaraguan government to get in, but it never came through. So we were stuck at customs in Nicaragua for what, two hours, two and a half hours, and just 50 meters across the border, Larry was waiting there with the bus for us to take us to the base, uh, but we couldn't get through. But eventually, eventually God, God let us through, we were able to go to the base that night. But, uh, man, I think one of the most impactful things of that week uh, was we were each assigned five families. Um, so me, um, Michaela, and Lily had five families, and then Jace, uh, Jeremy, and Katie. You guys, okay, you had five families. And then Larry, Janet, and Parker, their grandson, had six, yes? So what I mean by half families is like, they're part of our small groups, so we'll have small group time with them uh, in the mornings, but we also give them gifts. So we, we got these huge bags of pots and pans for the new houses, and I remember one specifically, we went to her house at the beginning of the week, and it wasn't quite finished yet, it was almost done, and so we brought them, uh, we came over there, we went to the house, and we prayed over it, um, and it was a really good time, but at the end of the week, we gave them their gifts. So we walk up to their house again, and specifically this house is one of the houses we worked on, and it was finished. So we were able to walk into this finished house and give them the gift. And that's the first time we met the husband. The, the wife was there talking to us, but the husband had come out, and he just started to cry. Like he, he and his family would just have to sit there before the house was over and pouring rain and try to cover their children and, and try to protect them from wildlife and just the environment. And he was just crying, he was so thankful. And like, that's how impactful our ministry can be. Like, we can change lives and we can give houses to people that literally don't have a roof. And the children's roof is the parents' bodies. And that's all they have. And the translator pulled me aside afterwards and said, said, Seth, Nicaraguan men don't cry. And they definitely don't cry in front of gringos. <laughs> But here he was, crying in front of me, Michaela, and Lily, and that just goes to show, like, the Lord works in ways that are above my understanding, and he can build houses for people who are on different continents. And lastly, um, actually, there's two more things. So, <laughs> uh, lastly, um, on our way home, we fly to Miami, and lo and behold, we have, a, we have a, still an hour layover in Dallas again. But there's weather in Dallas, so we only have an hour layover. So again, we miss our flight. We make it to Dallas, but we are stuck again in Dallas. Now it's 11 p.m. We've been traveling since 6 a.m. in the morning. And we get to Dallas, and again, it's 11 p.m. We're stuck in Dallas. And all of us are so frustrated. We just wanted to be home. Well, we get to our gate, um, and there's this young lady there. Um, her name is Edie, and she's from Venezuela. She's all by herself. She's 19 years old, and she has flown from Venezuela all the way to Dallas and is now stuck. And she was going to be on the same flight as us in Springfield. And so we get to talking, and we realize that she's on. So the reason why she's in the United States is she's on full ride for a soccer scholarship. Uh, 
uh, to play at college. Well, she is on Kauai to MSU. And so I was like, no way, what a coincidence is. We, we rented two vans and we drove all night from Dallas to Springfield. And this girl is to ride with random strangers the whole night. And before, before we met her, I was like, God, why did you do this? Like, it took us forever to get there, and now it's gonna take us forever to get back. And then E came, came to us. Like, that girl had no ride. She had nowhere to go. She's from Venezuela. And I was like, yeah. She called us her angels, because we were able, we were just there. And that, that's not a coincidence, that's a God thing. And so I just, I just praise God that we were able to give her a ride. Okay, so we were all in the cars heading to back, back home, and Katie said, guys, before we left, I prayed that God would bring us to people that we could share the love with. And so she thought that was so amazing because she knew that God put Evie in our, right in our path for a reason because Katie had prayed that prayer, so that was really special. It's pretty amazing. Last but this is last. Um, there is a ministry that's a part of Project Hope called Unshackled Ministries. And I'm not, I'm not super qualified to tell you exactly what that's about. But from what I understand, uh, they take in women off the streets um, and prepare them for jobs and give them housing and food, correct? So part of, part of their building, there's a long sidewalk that kind of goes around their building. And each tile of the sidewalk is dedicated to a person or organization that helped that ministry grow. Well, as we were walking out there, you know, it said like different names, different organizations. But for about a hundred meters, each tile on that video it said East Sunshine, East Sunshine, East Sunshine, East Sunshine, East Sunshine, all the way down the line. Like, I don't know if you question where your money goes that you give to missions, but that's where it goes. Like it goes to change people's lives, bring people off the streets. Each tile was dedicated to us because we changed lives and changed the ministry. So I just encourage you to keep giving and to know that you have a purpose in this life, and that is to, to give to the church and to the Lord, and it's his anyways, and it changes lives. That's all. You think lives are impacted? Uh, let's do something here, guys, we hadn't planned. Let's, you guys come up here. Randy, uh, I think we should have a prayer for this group. I think we should pray over, uh, I'm not sure how to do this. You guys go stand down here, and if you feel moved to come and lay hands on part of this group, you know, we're probably out of time already, but I decided a long time ago, all the time and money in the world belongs to God. And uh, it's his. He gives it to us to be instruments. Let's pray over this group. Uh, and I think each of you saw how God can do amazing things through small groups, through ordinary people. While we're making our way down, I see Gracie Murphy coming down the aisle. And it wouldn't be right to mention missions and not mission one of our own that lives in Honduras that is dedicating this season of her life to, to mission work. Okay, let's pray. God, you are so good. Whew. 
What a privilege it is to be called your child. What a privilege it was for me to be with this group in Nicaragua. God, thank you for this congregation. Thank you for this love that's here, for sharing, for sending, for being willing to say, here am I, send me. For those that are willing to be in the background and help donate and make all this possible. God, I pray that you continue to give many, many, many years of blessings for the efforts that are there for serving the, the people of this country to help Gabriel and Cruz to stay energetic and love you and serve you. God, as we mentioned missions, I thank you for Gracie and her, her love and desire to serve the, the people in Honduras where she lives. God, just thank you for this blessing. Bless each one of these people tremendously. And thank you, Father, through your son we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. Amen. Because he lives, amen, amen. Let my song join the one that never ends. Because he lives, I was dead in the grave. I was covered sin and shame. I heard mercy call my name. He rolled the stone away. Amen. Amen. I'm alive. I'm alive because he lives. song join the one that never ends because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives every fear is gone i know he holds my life my future in his hands Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives.